0: Hey, SIA family, thank you for joining us today. We really hope that this message encourages you and blesses your life. Well, before you hear this powerful teaching, I want to encourage you to share this message with someone who needs to hear the gospel. You never know what this message can do to the life of that person. Also, we want you to know that wherever you're watching us from, you can still impact the lives of others through your giving. It is through your generosity that we can keep pushing the kingdom of God forward in our city and all over the world. Giving is safe and simple. You can go to our app or you can go to our website cfmiami.org give. Well, God bless you and I hope you enjoy this message. Hey, Christ, folks, go on, continue that praise of God. Man, it is good to be in the house of our Lord to worship our God. And folks, listen, man, you've got to love the lyrics of that song because it says, all of my life, you have been faithful to me. All of my life, you, O Lord, you have been good to me. And church, listen, he has not only been good and faithful to us individually, but also collectively as a church, amen. And so can we give another strong shout of praise to our God, amen. He is good and he is faithful. Okay, well welcome Christ Fellowship. It is great to have you here. My name is Omar and I serve, I have the honor and the privilege of serving as the lead pastor here at CF. And uh, today is a very special day. Because today we're gonna be looking a little bit about the current state of our church. Almost like the state of the union address before a church. But more importantly, we're gonna be looking at what lies ahead, where are we going? Where is our good Lord leading us in the future? And so if it's your first time here today joining us at one of our campuses or online, listen, uh, it is not our typical weekend. It is not my typical teaching, but I'm still glad that you're here because you'll get an opportunity to see a little bit of who we are as a church, but more importantly, where we're going as a church. And so family, can we encourage and welcome those first-time guests today? Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here and so wherever you find yourself open up your Bibles to Nehemiah chapter 1 and also Proverbs chapter 29 and you can follow along with me as I read all right listen to what God's Word says these are words of Nehemiah and I asked them concerning the Jews who escaped who had survived the exile and concerning Jerusalem that great city They said to me, the remnant there in the province who had survived the exile is in great trouble and great shame. And the walls of Jerusalem are broken down and its gates are destroyed by fire. And then listen to what the book of Proverbs says in chapter 29, 29, verse 18. It says this, where there is no vision, Everyone say no vision. no vision. Everyone say no vision. No yeah. Where there is no vision, the people perish. In other words, where the people of God have no vision of where they're going to. When the when the people of God cannot set their eyes on the horizon. Listen, they inevitably suffer. Amen. That is God's word. You can go ahead and take a seat everybody at all campuses. Again, it is great to have you here today. And to begin with, let me just start off sharing something that happened to me a while back. The day was January 26, 2020. And it was a Sunday where we had our Doral Grand Opening, yeah, and it was a great, great day. So many people came to come and worship our God in our newest campus, and I wish I could have been there, but I was actually here teaching God's word, but the next weekend I was not teaching and had the opportunity to go to the Doral campus and just spend some time, and there are some terrific, wonderful people, faithful volunteers, and we've seen God work such in such tremendous ways through their opening. But folks, I remember that day that as I was walking towards the car, I took out my cell phone and I opened up my news app. And church, the moment that I opened up that app, I saw a video that I could not believe. In fact, take a look.
1: Good afternoon from New York. We're coming on the air with breaking news, very sad news to tell the sports world. The L.A. Times is reporting that retired Los Angeles Lakers basketball star Kobe Bryant has been killed in a helicopter crash. It happened this morning. The chopper reportedly went down just before 10 a.m. local time, according to fire, uh, the fire department out there in Calabasas, California. That's northwest of Los Angeles. You can see the picture there. It burst into flames on impact, starting a nearby brush fire. The 41-year-old Kobe Bryant was reportedly traveling with four others in that aircraft, in that helicopter, the L.A. County Fire Department saying all five people perished in the crash at the time of the accident there were foggy conditions in that area that may have diminished visibility bryant leaves behind a wife vanessa and four daughters he was of course one of the most legendary players in nba history starring for two decades with the la lakers a four-time all-star mvp player winning five championships making 18 all-star games before he retired
0: wow Now the question that quickly arose in my mind, just like in the millions of people that heard that news, is how could this have happened? How could it be that a sophisticated helicopter just like that crashed in such a terrible way? How could that have happened? And church, listen, the answer is what pilots refer to as spatial disorientation. Now church, follow me here. Because spatial disorientation is when the pilot of an aircraft loses, is unable to determine the height, the altitude, the angle, or the speed of the aircraft. And it usually happens when a pilot enters into a prolonged state of fog. You see, because if they are in that fog for far too long, they begin to lose, get this, their sense of direction. And folks, when they lose their sense of direction, they don't really know where they're going. Interesting enough, they might think that everything is perfectly fine, that they're heading towards their destination, but the reality is that they don't know where they're going. And usually at that juncture, They begin a a downward spiral that usually ends up in a catastrophic accident. Family, that is what happened to the helicopter of Kobe Bryant. And, And for those of you who are a little older, that's exactly what happened to the plane of John F. Kennedy, Jr. And family, let me just bring that whole concept over to our teaching for today. Because church, what an image of what could happen to many churches in the midst of a pandemic. And and, and by that, I mean that just like a pilot, right, can lose their sense of direction once they enter into a dense fog. Listen, just like that. And here's the big idea for today as we open up God's word. Listen, it is easy for a church, after a prolonged period of, of this COVID fog, right, uh, of this pandemic fog to lose its sense of direction. And church, if that happens, listen, a church can think that everything is okay. Like they are going exactly where they want to go. But sadly enough, they could be on a downward spiral towards disaster. So church, that raises a question that really every church should, be, should know the answer to. And that is this, how can we navigate through this fog, through this pandemic, and not lose our sense of direction? And listen, maintain the altitude that our good God has brought us to. How can we do that? Well folks, listen, God provides a clear vision that can guide us almost like a guiding light through this pandemic. And it's found in the old story of the city of Jerusalem in the book of Nehemiah chapter two. And so if you have your Bibles, turn to Nehemiah chapter two right now. You can also open up your Christ Fellowship apps and follow along there with us. And today, let me give us two thoughts, almost like two guiding lights that will enable us, Christ Fellowship, to keep our sense of direction through this pandemic. So write this down as point number one. Listen, are you all ready? We're ready. Oh, I don't think you're ready. Are you all ready? Yeah, all right, so write this down as point number one. Listen, first off, we need a clear vision of our current reality. Now, before we dive into the passage, let me just give us a quick context of what's happening. Because we find ourselves in the point of scripture where the people of Jerusalem were exiled into the nation of Babylon in modern-day Iraq. And they had been there for about 70 years, and it was time for them to return. God was preparing the way for them to return. Now, before they did that, Nehemiah, who was the cupbearer of the king of Babylon, wanted to know more or less what was going on back in Jerusalem. And church, when he heard the report of the condition of that city, he knew he needed to head back To Jerusalem. So he asked permission to the king, and by the grace of God, he got permission. So he leads a group of people back to Jerusalem. The church, when he gets to that city, before he encounters and speaks to the people and the leaders of Jerusalem, he first goes around and to inspect all the walls and all the gates of Jerusalem, and he sees their dire condition. And so then he gets all the people, all the leaders, right? He gathers all the people of Jerusalem and listen to what he says next because that's where I want to focus on today, all right? Listen to what it says in Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 17. Nehemiah said, listen, you see the trouble that we are in. Look around. Look at the trouble that we are in. How Jerusalem lies in ruins with its gates, burned now church stop right there for a moment because nehemiah was brilliant he knew that the people of jerusalem were in almost like in a fog where they were just so focused on just living their daily life they were really not aware of the seriously bad conditions of the walls and the gates of jerusalem and so the first thing that nehemiah wanted to do was almost like awaken their reality to the you know, their understanding of the current reality. You know, Napoleon Bonaparte, the great military leader, he once said this about the role of a leader. The role of a leader is to first define reality and then give hope for the future. And church, that's exactly what Nehemiah was doing here. Because if Nehemiah wanted to see the people of Jerusalem move forward, he had to get them out of this fog and realize their current reality. The walls were broken, and they needed to be repaired. And folks, same thing with us. Because if we want to move forward towards the future, we first need to have a current understanding uh, understanding of our current reality today. Amen? Because, folks, we've had a long tiring season right i think we've all had it and so before we look to the future we first need to understand our present reality and so i want to give us some uh, st- st- some uh, statistics and some of the information so that we can look around and understand where we're at as a church so first of all write this down as letter a we need to have a clear vision first of all of our current attendance okay So let me just give us some numbers so you have a good understanding of where we're at as a church. Before the pandemic hit, before the pandemic hit, for that year before March 2020, we were averaging about a little bit over 7,000 people here at every single one of our locations every single weekend. so about 7,200 across all of our locations, we were averaging here. But not only were we having people come to our church services, but folks, we also have people tuning online every single weekend. And we average about 7,600 people every single week. As you can see, the total was 14,000 people, over 14,000 people. Every single weekend would tune in and would experience a, a, a service and listen to God's word. Pretty amazing what the Lord was doing at, up to that point. But as you all know, the pandemic hit. We were closed for a short while when we reopened. I want to give us the, 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 how our church has, has really navigated through this pandemic. So after reopening, we are averaging about 3,100 uh, people coming to our physical locations every single weekend. Now, I know that's a drop from the 7,200, but let me help you understand this. It's actually very typical. You know, all the national studies show that most churches our size of, 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 of how big we are, average the return rate about 45 to 55 percent that's on the national average Uh, in fact i've spoken to pastors from west palm beach even down here to 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 miami uh even the other church that in our city that's of comparable size they are more or less about the same uh the same number and so i know it's been a little bit of a drop however it's very normal for a church our size to go through this Uh, Now, the smaller the church is, the higher that percentage is, but the truth of the matter, I think we're all pretty much in the same boat with other churches our size. But family, here's what's encouraging. We have about 14,000 people right now tuning in to watch our services and hear God's word every single weekend, which totals about 17,125 every single week. Pretty amazing, right? And and, and church, the reason I show you this is because we have seen in totality an increase of about 15% growth, even in the midst of a pandemic. And church, what I want us to be encouraged, yeah, things are a little different, right, from where they were before, but God is so faithful. And the Lord is still bringing people, whether to our campuses or online, to listen to God's word and to grow in their relationship with Christ. So can we give, man, a shout of praise to our God for his faithfulness during this time. So church, not only did I want us to have a clear vision of our current attendance, but also a clear vision, write this down, let so B, be, of, our, of the current life change, of the life transformation that's taking place. You know, ever since March, 2020, when the pandemic first hit, listen, we have been able to serve 14,859 people, In our city, yeah, it's people who we've been able to go to hospitals, uh, police stations, schools, people that we have physically counted that we have been able to serve and show the love of Christ. It's pretty incredible what God has done through you, through our people during this pandemic. And not only that, but listen, we have seen uh, about over 5,000 people come and experience one of our services for the very first time, over 5,000 first time guests. Can we give a Lord for that? And family, listen, that number is just people who've actually stopped by our Next Step booth or filled out a connection card online. We are confident there's many more people who've been able to come and listen to the God's word for the first time, but those are the people that we are able to track. So over 5,000 people ever since we reopened again. And also, uh, the next thing I want to celebrate with you is that we have seen 355 people profess faith in Christ. Isn't that just simply awesome? And church, those are just people, like I said earlier, that have actually stopped by the Next Step booth or online and said, hey, I came to know Christ today. We know we believe that there's probably so many more people who've never filled out a card, but were still changed by the power of the gospel, amen? And then lastly, I wanna celebrate, in a time where there has been record-low baptisms across the nation, that we were able to baptize 319 people. Actually, 320, because this morning, we got someone baptized out there in the Palmetto Bay campus, yeah. So 320 people have said, you know what, I wanna show publicly that I believe in the Lord, of the impact that he's had in my life. And so even though we're in a pandemic, the Lord is still changing lives. And the next, I want us to have a clear vision, not only of our attendance and the life change, but also of the generosity of God's people. You know, the truth of the matter is that just like in your church, in your family, finances are an important part. Listen, we are a church family. We're the people of God. And finances are a part of who we are. And so I wanted you to understand a little bit of where we landed also as well. The first thing I wanna share with you is that during this pandemic, after reopening, we have been able for the last year to receive about 92%, 92% of our, of, of, of our budget. And, uh, and so listen, I wanna just stop for a moment and just thank every single one of us that have given to the work of Christ. You know, there's a season, My goodness, that there's so much uncertainty for the future. You know, there's people are hurting financially. Yes, so many of you said, you know what? Even in uncertain times, I am going to give to the Lord, who is my only certain thing in my life. Amen. And you honor the Lord, you trust the Lord, and you gave to the gospel, so that we can keep pushing back the gates of hell. And so, okay, can can you give it up? Listen for yourselves. Thank you so much. Listen, for your faithful giving during this time, and just like any other organization or family, uh, we, were, we had to adjust our expenses just to match what we were receiving. Just, that's pretty normal in all circumstances. But here's something that I really want to celebrate. Ever since the pandemic hit, listen, there has been 1,516 people who have given to the Lord for the very first time. Hey, can we encourage those of us? And church, listen. That just blesses my heart to such a degree because it shows me that there's 1,500 people, 1,500 of you right now, who in a moment where it's very difficult, so much uncertain, for the very first time, you say, "You know what? I'm gonna for the first time, I'm gonna take that step of faith. I'm gonna give to the Lord. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna trust the Lord. I want to obey Him. I want to be right with Him." And you've given to the Lord. And listen carefully. The Lord always honors those who honor him. Amen? And so if you're one of those people, listen, thank you so much for your step of faith and for trusting us in in that way. And man, we hope that the Lord is doing tremendous things as you take steps of obedience in that area. But lastly, listen, I want to give us a clear vision of the current need of the gospel, of the gospel. You know, it's easy during this pandemic to... Just be so inwardly focused, you know, to think about ourselves or what's going on in our homes or only in our church. But let me remind us, church family, listen, I cannot remember a time in history, in recent history, where there is a greater need for the gospel. Listen, there's so much discouragement out there. There's so much anxiety. There's so much depression. Marriages are in shambles. People are considering suicide. There's so many people out there that are hungry for the gospel, that are hungry for the hope that only Christ provides. And we know that that hope that they're searching for is only found in the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, amen? That God loves us so much that, folks, he sent his one and only son to this earth that to die for our sins so that those of us who put our faith in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life and a future and a hope. Church, do you believe that? Do you believe that? Yeah. And so my challenge for us, listen, I know we're in the middle of the pandemic, but don't forget that your neighbor, listen, your coworker sitting next to you every day, that family, listen, they are in need of the gospel more than ever, right? Remember the need that's in the city right now. So, church, after really knowing, okay, that's where we're at. Here's our current reality. Here's the next thing that we need to know, uh, that we need to know. Write this down as big number two. We now need to have a clear vision about our future direction. Now, let's go back to the book of Nehemiah and listen to what it says next. It says, Then I said to them, You see the trouble we are in, how Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates burned. And then he said, come, let us, what's the next word? Build. What's the next word? Build. Yeah, build. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer suffer derision. So, so notice, after he gives clarity of their current circumstances, then he gives them a future direction, and that for them was to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. You know, just like a pilot needs to set his eyes on the horizon, right, to be able to get their sense of direction back. Listen, that's exactly what the people of Jerusalem needed at that time. And church, listen, that's exactly what we need as the people of God. We need to set our eyes on the horizon of where God is leading us, because the clear understanding we have of where the good Lord is leading us, the better we will be, amen? amen. And so church, the first thing that I want us to have, listen, I want to remind us first why we exist as a church. In fact, write this down as small letter A. Our mission is to help you and your family follow Jesus. Amen. You know, so simple, yet so profound, isn't it? You know, our mission, the reason that we exist, listen, is to help you follow the Lord in every area of your life, in your personal life, at work, in your purity, in your marriage, with your children, your finances. Listen, our goal, our mission, our our, our mission is to help you follow Jesus. Nothing more, but nothing less. And so, you know, when, when a coworker asks you, hey, what do you guys do at Christ Fellowship? You know the answer. Our mission is to help you and your family follow the Lord. And family, I emphasize your family because we are committed not only to helping you individually follow the Lord but also help you as a a family holistically follow the the Lord as well. You know, whatever your family looks like, and every family's a little different, right? Listen, we wanna help you follow the Lord. And that is why we have invested so many resources into our next generation ministries. To begin, listen, we have our CF Kids Ministry that week in and week out, listen, they, from, from three months to fifth grade, Thousands of volunteers gather together to teach our children the Word of God at their own level. Can we encourage our Kid volunteers? Yeah? And listen, after they graduate fifth grade, listen, as they enter middle school and high school, listen, that's a season where they're longing to find identity in their life. And they're either going to find in the things of this world or in Jesus Christ. And so our CF student ministry is a group of volunteers and team members that help our students grow in their walk with Christ. And they meet every single Friday across all of our campuses. And so can we encourage our CF student volunteers as well. And, you know, statistics show that after graduation of high school, many students drift off in their walk with Christ. See, but folks, not here at Christ Fellowship. Because we have our CF Young Adult Ministry from ages 18 to 29, yeah. And they meet every single Tuesday at all campuses. And so I want to encourage you, if you are a young adult, this is such a critical time in your life, get connected into gospel community and grow in your walk with God. Amen, church family? And so, folks, listen, that is the reason we exist, to help you and your family follow Jesus. But folks, here is our vision, where we are going, right? Write this down as letter B. Our vision is to establish Christ Fellowship churches across Miami, the Caribbean, and Latin America. And church, let me just take a the time, a time to remind us why we, what we, why we do what we do. You know, our church model here at Christ Fellowship is called the multi-site model. It's one church, many different locations. And the big misconception about the multi-site model is that it is a church growth model. Church, it is not a church growth model, it is a community reaching model. Because the idea is not, you know, the idea is not that every single person in Miami drives all the way down to the Palmetto Bay campus, our first campus, to hear the word of God. Think about it 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 doesn't make sense right that you invite someone in northern miami who is discouraged who is anxious who's having marriage issues, who are having all these things, who are looking for hope, it doesn't make sense to have them drive 45 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour to be able to find gospel community and hear God's word. And so the reason that we do this is so that a group of people could go to a new community, begin to serve that, those people, start a campus so that every single person in Miami doesn't have to drive more than 15 to 20 minutes to reach one of our campuses and hear God's word. You know, statistics show that people, for the first time, will not travel more than 15 minutes or so to church the very first time. And so our idea is to establish all these different gospel communities, all these churches, all throughout Miami, so that wherever people here in Miami are, are, and they want to know more about God and they want to seek the Lord, they don't have to drive far. There's a place right next to them where they can experience the blessings of the Lord. Amen? Amen. And folks, that is why about 10 years ago, we went from a church of one campus with several hundreds to a church of many locations with several thousands. And and just so that you know, by the good grace of God, by the good grace of our God, listen, God has blessed our church with six different locations throughout Miami-Dade County all the way down from the Homestead-Redland area to the West Kendall area. We got our Palmetto Bay campus, which we are here right now. We have our Doral campus, our Coral Gables campus, and we have our downtown campus, which, by the way, is currently being remodeled and restored in a little bit. You're gonna hear a little more about what's going on there. But folks, it doesn't stop just with our campuses here in Miami, but church, God has blessed us with 12 different global campuses. And we have churches in Cuba, in Colombia, in Guatemala, and in Costa Rica. Can we give a shout of praise to our God for that? And church family, the reason I share that with you is because when you think of your church of Christ Fellowship, I want you to treasure the fact that God has blessed us with 18 different locations in Miami and Atlanta, America. Folks, 18 different places, gospel communities, different expressions of who we are as a church. And so I know sometimes we just come to our campus and we come and enjoy and go home, but listen, when you're driving, when you're at home and you think of our church, stop for a moment and thank the Lord that by the good grace of God, he has blessed us with 18 different campuses. And family, listen, we know it's not because of how good we are. (laughs) Listen, we're not very talented, we're not very special, but let me tell you something. It is because of the grace of God that his hand has been set upon this church to do what he's called us to do, and we have been faithful to respond to that blessing. And so can we just thank God one more time? My goodness, what a blessing that is and folks listen i have personally seen how effective it is to start a brand new campus you know many of you know that i was a miami springs campus pastor who launched that campus years and years ago and almost like nine years ago eight years ago i was actually standing on this stage with a group of about 15 people who said you know what we're going to go to a brand new community to till the ground for the the gospel, to serve people and start a campus so that people could come and hear God's word. And listen, those 15, 20 people who went so faithfully to start a new campus, God have blessed those efforts. And today, listen, that campus continued to grow. And today it is the Doral campus with a permanent facility where thousands of people have come to worship God, amen? Yeah, and, and folks, the reason I share that with you is because when God sees a small group of people who says, You know what, Lord, we wanna be faithful to you. We wanna go to a new place and till the ground and do what you're calling us to, the Lord honors that. When those people are focused on bringing them glory, stay pure and work hard, listen, the Lord blesses that. And so in the next coming years, be ready that there's going to be moments that we as pastors, as leaders, we're going to ask some of you to go to a new community and start so that God throughout the years can bless it and more and more people can be reached for Christ, amen? So be ready, that's coming, God willing, in the near future. But you may be wondering, Omar, all right, we get it. You know, the the way to reach Miami is by establishing new campus, But, but what is our horizon? Like, what is our vision? You know, what's our horizon for the first year? Uh, within three years or for the next five years, where are we going as a church? Are you all ready? Yeah. Are you all ready to find out? Yeah. All right, take a look. During the upcoming year, there will be three primary focuses for Christ Fellowship. Our first focus during the year 2022 will be to successfully relaunch our downtown campus. After more than two years of renovation and restoration, this will be a state-of-the-art facility. This campus will not only honor the past by restoring the building to its original beauty and splendor, but at the same time look towards the future to meet the needs of today and tomorrow. Located in the heart of downtown, just one block away from the new Miami World Center, it promises to be a building that will be used to reach People for Christ for generations to come. Our second focus during the first year is to begin renovating and modernizing all of our CF Kids facilities. For over 104 years, we have been a church that has focused on helping our children grow in the knowledge and the love of God. And the way we have done that has been by creating engaging, interactive, and fun environments where they can not only learn God's Word at their age level, but also learn how to live it out in their daily lives. The last time our kids ministry was updated was 15 years ago and we have seen thousands of children impacted throughout the years. It is time to renovate and modernize all of our children's facilities for the future generation. For this upcoming year, we will begin a multi-year process where all of our Christ Fellowship campuses will be updated so that every child can learn about the gospel in the best possible environment. And the third focus during the first year is to take our Level Up program to the next level. Christ Fellowship has developed its own leadership development program where every staff and church member can take their leadership potential to the next level. We know that the effectiveness of any church can be traced back to the ability of the leadership of the church. So if we're gonna push back the Gates of Hell Miami by establishing churches in new communities, we need to prepare the leaders of tomorrow today. And here is why it is critical that we spend a lot of time developing the leaders of tomorrow. It's because within the next three years, we would like to see an expansion of three new campuses. We believe that what our communities need more than anything else are Christ-centered churches where the glorious gospel is proclaimed every week. And the way that we're going to reach Miami is not by making people drive far to learn about Jesus, but rather bringing the gospel to them. As these new campuses are launched, they are able to focus on their own specific community by serving them, meeting their needs, and bringing them the message of hope. We would love to see a local campus be established in Miami that can bring the gospel to new communities, communities like Miami Lakes, Tamiami, or Miami Shores. One of the things that we were able to do during this COVID season was expand our Spanish services from one service to five services at our West Kendall, Doral, Homestead, Redland and Palmetto Bay campuses. These services offer a full worship set, announcements and preaching all in Spanish. In addition, we have established an online presence with a full out Spanish website and social media platforms. We currently have full Spanish services at our campuses and having these Spanish services positions us to be able to start a full out Spanish campus. Many may not know this, but Miami-Dade County has a city with the highest percentage of Hispanic population in the entire nation, making up 95% of that population. That city is Hialeah. We would love to see our first full full-out Spanish campus in a city like Hialeah within the next three years. Globally, we are positioning ourselves to launch a new campus in a new country. And we are praying about Puerto Rico, Mexico, or wherever God opens up a country to us. Digitally, we are also looking to elevate our online engagement. COVID has shifted our society's dependence towards digital and online resources. And we want to be a church that provides studio quality midweek resources that can engage and equip our families to pursue Christ like never before. And within the next five years, not only would we like to see more campuses being established, but we also want to minister to those hurting in our city like never before. One of the primary ways we serve those in our city who are hurting and under-resourced is through Caring for Miami. One of the endeavors of Caring for Miami is Project Smile, which is a mobile dental bus that provides free dental services to low-income families and cancer patients. Our current bus was bought in 2013, and throughout the years, we have served 6,149 people, providing 18,280 different services with a value of over $2.2 million. It has been amazing to see what God has done in just eight years. Unfortunately, our current bus is beginning to break down and hinder our ability to provide these valuable services. Therefore, we are looking to upgrade our dental bus to a new, bigger bus that can travel to more communities in Miami and provide a higher number of free dental services. With every patient, we are not only able to meet their immediate physical need, but also their spiritual need by showing them the love of Christ. You may be wondering, what will we do with our current existing bus? Well, our dream is to convert our current dental bus to a mobile market bus with fresh produce and groceries where under-resourced people can obtain free and fresh food. Our mobile market would go to these areas of most need and allow folks to shop free of charge so that their immediate needs are met and their dignity remains intact. And lastly, we also have a heart for the families in this city. Christ Fellowship Academy has been a ministry of the church for nearly 50 years, and many families have been led to follow the Lord through the leadership of our teachers and our staff. I don't have to tell you that the secular educational philosophy in this country is shifting further from the morals and the values that God reveals to us in His Word. In the coming years, we anticipate more families in our city looking for a safe and Christian education. We're looking to expand our Christ Fellowship Academy to other campuses across Miami, where we can offer a quality education in a Christ-centered environment. Christ Fellowship, the Lord has given us a bold vision and the resources to accomplish that. So let's come together as a people of God to reach Miami for Christ. Hey, how many of you are excited? Amen. Folks, what a bold vision God has given to us, to his people here at Christ Fellowship. And listen, folks, even though it is a big vision, I believe that the Lord will accomplish that through us. Not only because we serve a good, sovereign God who is leading the way. Amen? who is leading the way and opening doors for us. But listen, I believe he has given us the right people here at CF. You know, one group of people here at CF is our staff, is our wonderful staff. About 100 people that faithfully serve you every week. Can we give it up for our staff? Man, they are such a blessing to us. And I want to invite the DLT, the Directional Leadership Team, and uh, this team that you're gonna see right now is the, 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 the team in, in our staff, which really oversees all of our staff and different ministries. And they are the ones who really help execute everything that we have here going on at Christ Fellowship. And they're the, here's the leadership team. And Samantha Stockton, she could not be here going through pro, uh, COVID protocols. Can we just give her a little hand because she's at home watching right now. So this is our directional leadership team. But I want to highlight someone who's stepping into a new into a new role, and that is Pastor Carlos Cardenas. Hey, we all love Pastor Carlos, right? And church, not only is he a phenomenal teacher of God's word, Amen. Every time he brings it, he brings the word of God in a strong way. But he's now stepping into the role of executive pastor. You know, my my yeah, we can give it up for him. You know, my. My role is lead pastor, which is responsible really for the, the vision, the mission of Christ Fellowship, the preaching and the teaching of God's Word here uh, as a church. But, but the, the role of executive pastor is that person who really oversees our entire organization, the ins and outs, the day-to-day, everything that takes place here at CF to execute the vision of Christ Fellowship the executive pastor is responsible for. And that is the role that he is stepping into. He's still a teaching pastor, but he's stepping into the role uh, of executive pastor, not only to lead the DLT, the directional leadership team, but our entire staff. So can we just give it up Pastor Carlos? Love you brother. And here we have Pastor Al Williams. Guys, can we give some love for Pastor Al? He's love, oh yeah. And our church is, uh, we have a teaching team. You know, so many churches only have one pastor that preaches 51 and a half times a year. And uh, let me tell you something. Nobody wants to hear the same guy over and over and over and over. So we have a wonderful teaching team composed of Pastor Carlos, Pastor Al, and myself. And so, you know, we have a teaching team just to teach you God's Word. So can we encourage them as well for this? And so folks, not only do we have the right staff, I believe we have the right board. In fact, I'm going to ask the board of trustees to come up here for just one second, for a minute, and let's encourage them. Just so you know, they are all lay people. They're all lay people who really serve you and represent you to our church. And uh, man, they help us process all the major decisions, anything financial, anything organizational. They help us process and give their input, and we are work as a team to make decisions for the good of our church. And so this is the board. I want to thank you all for all that you do. And I want to highlight just two two people just really quick. Yeah, we can encourage them. This is Howard Green. He's been serving here for a very long time. And he's been serving as, yeah, as the chair board of our, uh, uh, as the chair of our board. He's actually stepping back and just becoming a regular board chair member as well as part of the personnel team. But just want to encourage you. Thank you so much for all your faithful work. In fact, Howard was the one part of the team who brought Pastor Rick back so many years ago. So, man, we are grateful for you, Howard, for all you've done for church. And stepping into board chair for this upcoming season is Mike Para. Yeah, and he serves here at Christ Fellowship. Man, we love him. And so, Mike, thank you so much for stepping up and for helping lead the board and us for this season. All right? We love you, bro. Thank you so much. And church, here's the thing. Listen, we have the right staff, the right board, but I believe we have the right people, the right church family. And so listen to how the word of God ends. That passage ends in the book of Nehemiah because after the people of Jerusalem, listen, after they heard the vision that God had given to them, listen to how they responded. In Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 18, it says this. And they said, let us rise up. Everyone say, rise up. Everyone say, rise up. Yeah, rise up and build. Everyone say, build. Everyone say, build, come on. Yeah, let us rise up and build. And I love this portion. So they strengthen their hands for the good work. Don't you love that? And so listen, folks, my challenge for us as a church, is that we rise up, that we begin to build, and we strengthen our hands. All 18, all 17,000 of us, let's strengthen our hands for the good work that God has laid before us, amen? But you know, family, we can work hard, we can do what we can, but listen carefully. Unless the Lord blesses, unless the Lord bestows grace upon us, everything that we will do is in vain. And so i want to end today listen god has given us a bold vision we are committing to doing the work amen but i think it's only fitting that we ask God to bless us and to show us grace as we take uh, steps to accomplish the vision that he's given to us so that ultimately we don't get the glory he gets the glory amen so before we we're going to sing a song at the end but go ahead and stand up with me let us go to the lord together if you're with your spouse hold their hand as a family and let's go to the lord and ask him to bless us as we start my lord god we your people the people of your pasture oh god we gather together all seventeen thousand of us the your little flock here in miami oh god and we ask you lord to bless our efforts lord we will do what you've called us to do we will be faithful but father we need your grace We need your grace to be showered upon us because, Father, we know that all of our hard work without your grace is in vain. So, Father, we are relying on you, O Lord, our good shepherd, the sovereign God, to bless us, to lead us, to protect us as we accomplish what you've given us to do so that you ultimately will be glorified. God, we love you and we thank you. It is in Jesus' name I pray and all of God's people say Amen. amen.